Today on The Breakdown, two main event champions enter. One man leaves. Two main event champions walk into a bar. One man leaves. <laughs> well, yeah, we're doing a hand with two main event champions playing against each other. And uh, it's, it's Scott Blumstein against John Sin. So they're recent, very recent. And these guys, well, I mean, some cool shit goes down. I don't even know if I'm going to say any more than that. I'm just going to let it, I'm going to leave it a little mystery for once. You know, a little, a little suspension of, of knowledge for once. You're welcome, America and the world. <laughs> On the breakdown <laughs> with Grant Edison and Jonathan Levy. <laughs> You know what I liked about that opening is that you made a lot of good points. <laughs> Which ones are you? The ones that really kind of get your mind moving. Mm. You know those ones? Like? The, the good ones. <laughs> two men enter. Yeah, I had a question about the, the yeah. two men enter a bar, one man leaves. Are you <laughs> implying that they fought in the bar? Or is it like they decided to go get a drink together and one guy was like, oh, you know what? I don't like this bar. Let's go somewhere else. And the other guy was like, fuck you. I'm getting that drink. And then the, the, the first guy left. I mean, it's basically the same either way, isn't it? There's a confrontation. Well, was it physical or not? Isn't it always physical? No. <laughs> that would be verbal. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Like you're using your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, so talking is physical. I mean, is it not? The act of talking, is it not a physical act? This is just an infuriating discussion. <laughs> <sighs> Imagine what I was like when I was like nine. No, thank you. So annoying. No, thank you. I don't want to imagine. So, that. so, so. Annoying. I'm sure. Yeah. I some mean, people, some people say I'm still annoying, but they didn't know me. When who I was, would say that? They didn't know me when I was nine, though. It was way <laughs> worse. I'm telling you. Like, if you knew me when I was nine, you'd be like, "Wow, you really, you're great. <laughs> You've come a long way." <laughs> I really like you now. Speaking of coming a long way, we got two main event chaps, chaps, chaps. I mean, sure. Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah. Uh, 2017, 2018. Something like that. Who won in 2019? Actually, it might be 2016, 2018. No, no, they were they were one after the other. Are you sure? Yeah, there wasn't Queen Win in between, or Queen Win was before. Queen was before. Okay, he was before Blumstein. Yeah. Are you sure? I mean, how sure is anyone about anything? I think it goes Blumstein win sin. I think you're really wrong, and I'm gonna look it up. You. Go ahead and say the things you need to say. I'm going to find Because then, then after that was Hossein Ensign. Who was yes, the first, yeah, it was 2019. The first true main event, or the last true main event champion, like oh, non-pandemic. Damn. I can't believe you just said yeah. that. Uh, 2018 Johnson, 2017 Stop Blumstein. You were wrong. 2016 Queen win then? Well, I'd have to go a little it, further it must, and look. It must be, because 2015 yes. was McKeehan. Yep. Martin Jacobson, Ryan Reese, Greg Merson, P.S. Hines, and Jonathan Duhamel make out the decade. There you go. It's interesting. I was... I had kind of a theory, and saying those names made me change it a little bit. Oh. I was wondering where these two guys fit as far as skill in main event champions, John Sin and Scott Blumstein. And I was thinking they're probably pretty high, but maybe not. Like, Duhamel's pretty damn good. Uh, Ryan, Jacobson. Ryan Reese, Jacobson. I would say Merson, too. Yeah. Yeah. McKeon. McKeon. This is an impressive... You know, it's cool because in the early aughts, like the final tables were often full of players who were not that great. Mm-hmm. 
Like, it was sometimes a little embarrassing, some of the guys who made it all the way there, you know? I don't just mean the Darwin Moons of the world, but there was the guy who was, like, the magician uh, the year Mac Matisau made the final table. The guy actually got it in with Aces against Matisau's Kings very early on in the final table. Matisau flopped a King, and the guy went runner, runner, diamonds on him. They were all in pre. Anyway. Yeah. Matisau liked this insane celebration and talked about how unlucky he was when he got in with yeah. the Kings because, you know, he's Mike Matisau. He can't help himself. Um, but that guy then went on tilt because he would have made quads in a hand where no one put any chips in, but he had folded pre. And then, like, called off with, like, queen 10 off against, like, a big three-bet shove and called off another hand similar of similar uh, power, you know, similar value, uh, and was out, like, in two hands after the quads thing because he, like, got in his head. Like, and it's just, like, there's so far, you're so far away from a pro <laughs> to, like, right. do let's, that. Let's do a little exercise. It's going to be fun. Okay. Let's rank the past 10 main event winners Great. by skill. And, of course, this is very uninformed. We don't really know how good they truly are, but we're just going based on what we've seen. So we've got Ensan, who's the most recent. Mm-hmm. Before that was Sin. Before that was Blumstein. Yep. Quee Win. I'm, I'm writing these down. Oh, okay. Uh, Blumstein. Quee Win. Before him Quee. was... McKeehan. Yep. Martin yeah. Jakobsen. Okay. Ryan Reese, the greatest player of all time. We know. Well, he's number one. Obviously. Greg Merson. Okay. No longer on the rock. P.S. Uh, Hines. P.S. Hines. P.S. Hines. And then Joe Ketta? No, Jonathan Duhamel. Oh. Duhamel. So Ketta so, doesn't make the cut. Let's add Ketta because he's interesting. Okay. Fine. Just throw in another guy. It's Ketta. Sure. What do I care? It's 11. The last 11 winners. Okay. All right. <clears throat> So let's, are we so, starting at the bottom or the top? Let's start at the bottom. Okay, well, that's. I think it's pretty easy who the bottom is, That'd right? That'd be Kui Win. It's 100% Kui Win all day, every day. Okay. Second from the bottom's got to be Hossein Ensign, right? See, I don't know if that's actually true. He does have a lot of success. It He's might be had, P.S. Hines. It might be P.S. Hines. It might be John Sin. John, no, John Sin got 11th in the main event. Two years before he made the final table. This is one. an impressive group of guys. It is. That's that's pretty cool. That it is. But Johnson got eleven. You know what? I may say it's P.S. Hines. Okay, P.S. But, Hines. But but he could be now. I feel like we're really doing a tier. Yeah. P.S. Hines is part of this tier, and he's unlucky to be put at the bottom. He could be at the top of this tier just as easily. I think he retired like soon after winning yeah, the event, did. so it's hard to know. But I think he was an online crusher before. Yeah. He got. He might be way better than all these yeah, guys who are knows? this tier. Um. Yeah. So Enton's in this tier also, and I think Sin is in this tier. Do you disagree? I think Sin is better than that. I would put Blumstein below Sin. Oh, interesting. Oh, that's fair. We only know Blumstein did that one thing once. And in fact, the year after he won, I remember he had oh, that the way hand. he went out was pretty gross. He went out in a way which, like, you know, whatever is a tough spot. But the thing that he said afterward where he was so nervous because he didn't want to, like, make Mess a big mistake yeah. on TV, which is weird since he had just won the main event and everyone watched him. Like, he can kind of do whatever he wants and no one's going to, like, no one's going to kill him that badly. But, like, that says to me, like... He, he can't be very high on the list, I guess is what I'm saying. So, oh, okay. These guys are really good. It's tough. I'm, putting, I'm putting Blumstein actually below Hines. He's number 10 for me. Okay. But then I'll go Hines. Okay. I feel like those are the... And, and if you add Ensign to that, I think those are the only guys you can remove from contention for best of them. Because cool. the rest of these guys are really good. Are you including Sin in there or no? Yeah, I am. I see you and I have very big disagreements on Sin. I don't think Sin's that good. Okay. We I can, don't think he's bad. I just don't think he's like we can We can exclude Sin from that group. Okay. So then we're left with, let's just go with who's the best out of these guys then, because it's tough. McKeehan, Jacobson, Reese, Merson, Duhamel, Kata. 
It seems to me pretty clear that Merson is at the bottom of that group. Yeah, he just had that one great run. In fact, maybe he even belongs in the next tier, and we're he being, might. we might be being too kind to him. He seemed really good when he did he well. He seemed really good. So tough. But it was that... Okay. So, okay. But he's at least at the bottom of that who tier. Who are so. the guys who are like consistently successful? That would be McKeehan, Jacobson, Reese, and Kata. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. Uh, who's the best of that group? Who would you tough. pick first in the draft there? I don't know. What tournament are we playing? Yeah. If it's a super we're high... Playing, we're playing the main event. This is the main event. The main event, I pick Joe Cata. Yeah, you just have to, don't you? Based on his yeah. results historically. His results are unbelievable in these big events. My second pick for the main event is McKeehan. My third pick for the main event is probably Reese, then Jacobson. That's close. And I think it's very different if it's 100K with 100 entrants. Okay, let's, think, pre- let's pretend it's 100K. Who's number one now? I think it's Jacobson. Yeah, I was going to say. It's got to be. He's got so much experience I think it's there. Jacobson, Reese, Reese. McKeehan, Kata. Yeah. Like, Kata's Kata number one. Goes, yeah, he drops all the way he down. He drops all the way down in the super high rollers, but he's super good at the big field. I assume McKeehan is worse than Reese and Jacobson also. That yeah. seems right. And probably Jacobson's ahead of Reese because he's got so much more experience results. Although those mostly are like in the 2012 EPT type stuff. The super six-bet times. Yeah, so it may not be really fair to Ryan Reese, but what are you going to do? And Jacobson did make that pretty questionable play on the breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy just about two months ago. Yeah, Yeah, against Ace King, where he had Queen Jack. Oh, yeah, that's right. Against that woman, right? No, it was just a guy. I'm thinking of a different No, The guy limped Ace King. Didn't three bet when Jacobson raised oh, Queen Jack. Right. And the king pair. The guy makes a full house on the river, right? The king pairs. I the think guy, that's right. The yeah. guy flops the flush draw, turns the king, check raises. Yeah. Another king comes on the river and Jacobson like, tries to bluff him. He's like, how do you ever have a king here? Like, yeah. it's really hard for you to have a king. Yeah. Yeah, and it, the, yeah I think for the... But I think... Kind of a cool play, actually. It just didn't work. I don't know, man. Oh, I, no. The guy bet the river, though. That was the problem. It's like he's never betting with anything that isn't yeah. a king. Anyway. I'm going re- to rethink this. I'm going for, for the main event, I'm picking Joe Cata. Yeah. For a super high roller, I'm picking Ryan Reese. Wow, Ryan Reese is loving that. I've, he might be right. Yeah. I'm not saying you're wrong. I think you're probably right. I think you're right. Oh, wait. We, we left Duhamel out of this entire oh, thing. Oh, Duhamel. Duhamel's shit. number one for the, for the 100K. Yes, he is, because he actually plays them all the time. He's number one no matter, yeah, for, for Jacobson and Reese. He's, he's number one for sure. Yeah. I, think it's, I think it's Duhamel, Reese, Jacobson for the 100Ks. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Sorry, Kui. But Cata for the main? Yeah, yeah, Duhamel doesn't get any extra points yeah. there. Yeah, cut it for the main. Okay, we did it. Great right. job. Give us your comments. I'm sure a lot of people have a lot of ideas about that. Now we, we should do it next time, but for, uh, we pick like the, the, the 10 biggest named winners ever and do that. We'll do it maybe another show. Doyle Brunson. Fun. Yeah, Daniel Granu. He's not won the main event. But he's a good guy, <laughs> is he? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That was, that was interesting. Yeah, that's fun. You know, we like lists. You know, Duhamel was sitting there, like, when he listens to this episode. Yeah. He's going to be like, they literally aren't even saying my fucking name. I'm going to call them right now. And then, and then suddenly we realize we put him right at the top, and he's like, everything's okay. I mean, it's because French, French Canadians are like this weird subset of people. Like, yeah. do you ever think about French Canadians? They blend right in with the wallpaper. There's no question about <laughs> yeah, it. Who thinks about French Canadians? You're from Quebec. I'm sorry for not noticing you. Yeah. That's just how it goes. It's not. It's nothing personal. No. It's about you. <laughs> it's about you <laughs> and how terrible you are. It's fine. Obviously not true. I'm sure the poutine is lovely. Um, all right. So anyway, we're talking about two of the guys who weren't in the conversation for best, but these guys are, are like, 
I'm actually, like you were saying, pleasantly surprised at the general skill level of main event winners because I would have guessed it was lower if you yeah. just asked me and I didn't think about it. These days, it feels like when we have a main event final table, like most of the guys are good, are like really good now. It's weird how that's turned. I think I've been kind of, I think I was like completely soured on like how good main event winners are by the Quee Win Gordon Vale yeah. heads up match. That was such a rough. It was excruciating. And I was like, day. what's the point of the main event? Like the winner of the main event doesn't matter at all. It's never yeah. a good player. Who cares? Yeah. But that's just because that year felt so shitty because like Vale just uh, watching that was awful. <laughs> I would say that um, Blumstein like completely earned his main event. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I can as think did of, McKeon. As did McKeon. Yep, they have really different spots. But I remember um, Blumstein called uh, Jack. His name is not Spencer, but the oh, guy, the British guy. Yeah, who I, who I bet on to win. Actually, yeah. Um, he he ended up winning the WSOP Europe main event. By the way, that right. I think that same year or the next year. But anyway, but he uh, when there were like twelve players left. He had tens, got three bet, and it was like an ace high board, and it, and it was like bet bet all in, and he went call 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 with tens and was right, which is pretty baller from because Bumstein is not playing a bunch of ten k's up until that point, right? He's I, like playing a bunch of three hundred dollar tournaments and doing right. pretty well in them. You know? Yeah, I think that's right. Um, and then he made multiple great plays. I would say at the final table. Yeah, he earned it. Well. For sure. Yeah, cool. Johnson also earned it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Johnson did less, though, yeah. like in terms of like big plays. Like that doesn't mean to say he didn't make lots of small, like lots of great small plays, which is you know most of it anyway. But you know if you script, if you can make a few great big plays, it makes up for a lot of other stuff. Um, Sin Sin usually just had it in a big pot and it was fine. Like you know the way he won the the main was uh, Tony Miles just decided to like randomly lose his mind yeah. when they were deep still. And I mean Johnson was almost always going to win that heads up match. Yeah. Tony I mean, Miles was not the second best player at the table. It was going to be really tough for Tony Miles. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can get lucky. It's poker, but it was going to be tough. Yeah. And in fact, he lost. And then he was bitter about it. He was, but he apologized later. He did. He did. Well, I've, I don't want to, I don't want to no, let's spit not. rumors. I'm not going to spit rumors. I've heard, oh. some, I've heard, I've heard some stuff. About what? Tony Miles? Yeah. Don't, don't spit the rumors, but give us a little taste at this point. Now, this is hearsay. Is cocaine? No. <laughs> this is hearsay only. Okay. And it may be completely false. Okay, great. But I've heard that he owed 70% of his winnings and didn't ever pay. To, really? Yeah, that's what I heard. I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah. Now, this is like from a different guy at a poker table who said he knew people who knew Tony Miles. So like... Oh, wow. So it could absolutely be untrue. Yeah, it's probably not true. Okay. But it could be. <laughs> but yeah, we don't know. Yeah. By the way, in case anyone's deciding to sue someone that was Grant Dennison who said that, I'm Jonathan Levy. I I'm saying that's, say that. that's hearsay and it's probably untrue. Okay. Yeah. But... Good juicy gossip, Tony Miles. What? Who are you? What have you become? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, okay, let's do this. That's not the main event guy we're talking about. We're talking about Blumstein and Sin. Yeah, and they're playing a cash game. Do these guys even know where they are? What if Tony Miles is like just a ran a normal listener of the show? We've never mentioned him in our entire <laughs> lives, and we're like, and this like, guy <laughs> was never going to win heads up, and he stole money from everybody. <laughs> He's like, good fucking lord. <laughs> It sucks, man. No, that's just hearsay. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not claiming that. Yeah. All right. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. All right. So yeah, we're in a cash game. Right. Low stakes for these boys. Fifty one hundred. Who cares? I mean, you it's know, nice. it's, it's real you win eight million dollars, you got to give someone to taxes. Yeah. You got to pay your backers. I mean, nobody really has all of themselves in the main event. Whether like you and I always buy ourselves into the main event when we play. Yeah. But we swap, right? right. So you like. Like I, I had, I think last time I played, I think I had 75% of myself because of swaps. Right. I think that, yeah, because we, we swapped with ourselves and Mitch, right? Yeah. And somebody else too? Probably Wonka. Nick? Yeah, Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. That's right. 10, 10, and 5. That's what yeah. we did. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's really going to be hard once you once you have, once you're in a poker crew. It's hard to have all of yourself. In yeah. these things. But you know, so yeah, there you go. Though, so you have seventy five percent of you win ten million dollars. You're one of the two guys who ever won ten million dollars. You're down to seven point five million. You got to pay, I don't know what three million of that to the to the government at least. At least, yeah, three and a half million. So now you're down to four million bucks. You basically lose money. In the I end. mean, <laughs> what is even the point? Yeah, I will say that um, the year when I went deep in the Millionaire Maker. And I was waking up for day three, and there were like 100 players left or something, 105 players left. And one of us was going to win $1.1 million, right? And it was pretty exciting. But I remember like I had done the math, and part of it was that I had you guys, I had swapped with you guys, and part of it was taxes. But I was like, I realized that if I, even if I won, I was going to walk away with like $400,000, which is obviously pretty great. Yeah, free and clear. However, it's the millionaire maker. It's like one of the biggest tournaments in the world for like at that buy in, if not the biggest. And like, I was going 400K, and it was like, huh. It's like, good. Well, that wouldn't have been the case had you not swapped. True. It would have been better had I not swapped. But I still would have, I would have had like 600K. Yeah. You know? It's just like, it's like better to be from Germany, you know, where they don't take any of the taxes. Why do you think the Germans are, are yeah. the best high rollers? I mean, maybe there is something to like their cultural, their culture having more of a focus on analytics and stuff, but also like cult- countries where there are zero gambling taxes are far more incentivized to play high rollers in poker. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. Because the the margins are super thin as far as like your expected value. Absolutely, yeah. Bryn Kenny wins fifty has fifty five million dollars in wins, but not only do we not know how many buy ins he has, we also don't know how much of that goes to taxes, right? You know, and how much of it was he had of himself? Like, how much did he actually walk away from of that fifty five million in wins? Like eight million, ten million? I mean, it gets it's pretty bleak out yeah. there, man. What's the point, man? <laughs> <laughs> let's Thelma and Louise this thing. Let's let's all end right. It. All right. oh, oh, but thought, first, let's do this podcast. Oh, okay, before we drive a car off a cliff. Yeah. All right. Are we going to hold hands? Of course. I mean, that is the, that's the only way. Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. I've never seen that movie. Um, really? Yeah. That's a good movie. At least it was. Brad Pitt, that was just like his breakout role. I'm, you know, I was born in 1986. I don't think many of us saw that movie, probably. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, it is available, you know, probably yeah. somewhere. But anyway... Let's move on. It's All right. This is good. a $5,100 cash game. Yeah. There's a $200 straddle on. Sure. Scott Blumstein is in the small blind. It folds to him. He's got queen deuce of clubs. He's going to make it $750. Could just fold this, but whatever. I mean, He's it's got fine. that main event money. Yeah, it's fine. Big blind folds. John Sin has a big stack. He's got 78K in the straddle. He's got six, four off, six of diamonds, four of clubs. He makes the call. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. All right. We're happy. We're good. I'm fine. I mean, the fact that we're getting called by 6-4 off means maybe we either have to make it more or not raise this hand. 750 did seem kind of small. Yeah. At the with the straddle. Should we make should we be 5xing to 1000? I think so. Yeah. We might get, we're going we might fold out at 6-4 and hands of that ilk. Yeah. Which seems like we really should be doing otherwise why are we raising, right? Right. I mean, we do get out the big blind and stuff, but still. Yeah, queen deuce of clubs isn't something that you're like happy to isolate out of position with. Right. Absolutely not. Against a good player, by the way. Yeah. $1,600 in the pot. Flop is ace of diamonds, five of diamonds, three of clubs. So we've got an open under for sin with the four six. Blumstein's got currently the best hand, gut shot, and uh, backdoor flush draw. Cool. This is a bet, right? Ace, ace three, five. 100% it's a bet. We've got the gutter. It's our board. Let's go. Blumstein bets 800. Okay. All right. Raise or call if you're John Sin with the open under here. I think we call. We're in position. It's relatively cheap. Uh, 
it's the because it's it's more of his board than ours. Also, I like a call most of the time. Anyway, what do you, you want to raise some of the time though? Right? Yeah, you don't want to only have two pair plus when you raise. Well, I mean, we have diamonds. Sure, true. But I also this this is probably a little too like we could have some straight draws that we'd want to raise that aren't this good. You know, we can have gutters like this is an open ender to the nuts both yeah. ways. That's pretty awesome. It is. Um, so I think this is like one of the straight draws we're less inclined to raise because of that. We've got enough outs. And also being in position is nice. And it's really cheap. Okay. So. So send calls. Mostly want to call. Yeah. Blasting through this hand. Pot's $3,200. Dancing through the hand. <laughs> like Fred Astaire? No. He's dead. Like uh, Sam Rockwell? He's dead. What? Yeah. No! It hasn't been that long. Yeah, he's not dead. He's dead to me. Why? What do you do? I don't want to talk about it. You have to say. It's a podcast. You have to tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> the year was 1989. Uh-huh. And Jacob Schwartz's bar mitzvah mm-hmm. was going well. And then, you know, they have like bar mitzvah, uh, like hype guys. Why were you at a bar mitzvah in 1989? I was a Jew. Yeah, but you weren't, you were 18. Yeah. You get invited to other people's bar mitzvahs. You, have you ever been invited to someone's birthday? It, you don't have to be that age to go point. to it. That's a good point. I was doing it from my perspective as a non-Jew who had only been to bar mitzvahs when I was in the same grade with the people. Right. So that's right. what if I was... You, if you know the person or their family, you would be invited, no matter how old you are. Sounds boring. It is hyper boring. That's why you have bar mitzvah hype men. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And they're like, let's raise that roof. Yeah. You know, whatever. Doing stuff like that. And so there was... a. Bar Mitzvah hype man who could dance very well and had a lot of style. And it turns out it was Samuel Rockwell. And uh, this is a weird story. <laughs> it gets weirder. Okay. So I'm in the, I'm in the men's room. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't I got nothing. You got nothing? No, I don't, I'm afraid about where I'm going to go next. Yeah, so you, I, you I feel fear, like I should shut your, it down. You fear your own mind? We've already said things that are potentially libelous about Tony Miles. Can we not stop? <laughs> Is it possible not to stop? If you wish to see the greatest threat, look only within. Nice. Or in the mirror. You could look out, outside and just in the mirror, right? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Probably be easier, actually. Is this another just... mirror episode? We just did a mirror episode. We did. It was... Uh... We became what we beheld. I mean, you did. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway, (laughs) this pot is $3,200. We have six, four off for Johnson for the open ender on the ace, three, five board. Blumstein's got queen deuce for the gut shot and the backdoor flush draw. Turn is the jack of spades. Helps no one. Nobody. Nowhere. Blumstein's going to bet again. He's going to bet 2,900 into 3,200. I like it. I like it a lot. We could fold out fives and threes and gutters. And I don't well, think we're going to fold out a bad ace. It's just like, Sin's got a lot of calls in the flop that we were just like, go away now. Yep. It's, we made it so cheap. This is a perfectly good bet. And we still have a, we have a draw. It's a bad draw, but it's a draw. All right. Here's the real first point of analysis in this hand, because yeah. I want to say what happens, then we'll talk about it. Johnson calls with the open ender, and that immediately struck me when watching the hand with one card to come for a near pot size bet on a flush draw board. It feels like a razor fold, doesn't it? Yes, it does feel like a razor fold. So why wouldn't we raise it for Johnson? Let's come with some reasons. Okay, let's see if we can figure it out. Well, Bumstein just bet twice, and he bet really big the second time. So maybe we don't think we have enough fold equity against his range. He's f- somewhat polarized. Yeah. Right. Which means, though, sometimes when we raise, we get the insta fold, which is pretty great. With right. We want to fold out queen high. Yeah. Um, I don't think we're going to get that many three bet all ins or three bets against us if we raise. You know, that's not going to come up too often. No. Um, 
How much will we have back if we raise? Okay, well, Blumstein bets 2,900. Uh, he is the effective stack. He started the hand with 30K. So he'll okay. have like 26K. So a lot. Okay, so, so we could, if we raised a normal, we raised to like, you know, we could probably just raise to like 8,500 8, or something like that. Yeah. Like we don't have to lose our mind. Even 8,000 is probably fine because it's, it's somewhat polarizing to bet 2,900 mm-hmm. now, right? The set, for a second bet. Um, we could maybe even do it less, actually. Maybe we can bet 7,500. Like maybe it's fine or 7,000, whatever. Um, so if we do that and we get three bet all in, that sort of sucks. We just fold. Of course. Yeah. And we're like, fuck. Yeah. Um, it's possible diamonds would do that with just three bet all in sometimes, but not that often. Right? I mean, our equity against diamonds is bad anyway. Yeah, we have six high. We're never actually ahead right now. We have to improve yes. and it has to not be a diamond. Right. That's a really good point. We've got six outs against the diamonds anyway. Or maybe maybe we can hit a six or a four and make it. Big, maybe. Whatever. We're going to call the river when he shoves? Probably not. No. So, yeah. That's a good point. So maybe that doesn't matter. So if we raise, we're raising to fold out what? Buffs. All the air that's beating us. Yeah, with, like Blumstein's hand. Yeah. The question is, how much of that does he have versus an ace that he's going to hold on with? Is Blumstein betting all of his aces and better this size for value? Like, is he doing this with his ace seven type hands? That's the question. I think he's doing it with any good ace. Yeah. Ace seven is probably good enough. I think it's close, but it's probably good enough on this draw heavy board to bet for real. What do you think? Probably. I mean, it, the problem is is pure equity denial at that point. You're entering game three disaster I mode. I disagree. We can get called by worse aces. There's not that many available. There aren't that many. There's what? Ace? Ace six, ace four, ace, ace deuce. Deuce. And that's literally it. Yeah, it's not super great. That's true. It's hard to come up. I guess the jack X of diamonds can call. Yeah. Uh, but that's it, right? Like, yeah. we're going to fall out of five and a three now. Mm-hmm which isn't really that great for no. us since we're winning. Yeah, maybe A7 is just not good enough. Maybe we need to have a slightly better. Maybe Ace-9 we can do it, because then A7 and Ace-8 can call at least. Yeah, that helps. That really, that really gives a lot more mm-hmm. combos of hands that we're beating that, that are going to call. Yeah. Like, for sure. Right? So Ace-8's definitely calling. So if that's the bottom of, of Blumstein's value range, is he folding the bottom of his value range to 7,500 from Sin? I mean, he's supposed to. Well, if he's depends on how many bluffs he has, right? Uh, how many bluffs Sin has, or how many you mean, or how many bluffs Blumstein? Blumstein. Has? Um, yeah, that's true. I guess if he has lots and lots of bluffs, he should not fold the yeah. bottom of his value range. That's true. Uh, but if he's balanced at all, then he should be folding his bluffs in some of his value range. So he's just calling with like Ace Jack plus at this point, or not Ace Jack, Ace Queen plus at this point. Yeah, maybe he's also calling with uh, some some draws, some hands that are draw that have draw value, and it would have to be like pair and draw. Yeah, Jack X of diamonds himself, perhaps. Although he okay. might check that hand exactly right because he's like, mm, you might bet to build a pot. You might actually. That's true. That's true. Um, I'm wondering what he's doing with like Ace Four if he gets raised. So he's because got he's the got gutter, the gutter shot, yeah. But it's like not. But you figure you're not getting raised by one pair anyway, right? So Ace Four actually plays better than Ace Nine in this case. Yeah. So we'd rather have Ace Four. Now we don't know if he's betting Ace Four, but right. maybe he is because he has the gutter too. Maybe he decides to continue with it. I don't know. I mean, it makes sense to check that. Yeah. End, I think. If we have a chance to fold out these one pair hands, as sin I like raising. Yeah. 
I don't know how many of these we're really we're really folding out. If he's got a lot of bluffs, maybe we're folding out none of the aces. If he doesn't have a lot of bluffs, then if he's calling with ace four and ace deuce, so now we're down to like ace nine, maybe ace ten. We're folding. So it ultimately comes down to how many bluffs he has as to how we should make our decision, right? Because yeah. if he has a lot of bluffs in our mind, then we, we should, should raise. raise. Yeah. If he doesn't, then we should probably just fold, right? Unless we think we can get a big value, a lot of value on the river when we get there. Which yes. we might be if we think he's strong, maybe we feel like we can do that. We are in position. True. But like he has diamonds in his range. We have yeah. dirty outs. It sucks. It does suck. I think we're supposed to fold mostly here. Yeah. And I, of course we could raise sometimes too, but I think mostly we just fold. I do too. That, so that just struck me that he called. Yeah. But we've been seeing this more, these uh, mathematically incorrect calls based on actual equities. It's really hard to put them on a draw that isn't diamonds when right. he calls here, right? On a straight draw. Really hard. It's the Sam Greenwood play, right? Like, yeah. have, have the draw that you're not mathematically supposed to have so that you can get paid when you get there. Sam Greenwood was, was also out of position. At least Sin's in position. True. Right? So Sin can also, like, the times when Blumstein gives up, which will be some of the time. Yeah. With his bluffs, Sin can now bet and bluff the river and win, and win with six high against, like, king high or something mm-hmm. like that. So that's pretty cool. King, queen of diamonds or whatever. Maybe just air. Anyway, pot's going to be 9K now. Okay. That's fine with me. Nitrogen's fine with me. Nitrogen's more than fine with me. How fine is it with Nitrogen you? is in my, in my skin. <laughs> that sounds dangerous. <laughs> it sounds like a lot of things. It sounds sensual. Let's not go there. Too late. You, you're back in the bathroom of Sam Rockwell. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Nitrogen Sports. Nitrogen oh, Sports. Yeah, it's just getting rougher and rougher. Yeah. So rough. The sponsor of this podcast. They are wonderful, and we love them. They've been longtime sponsors of ours. Despite these ads. Maybe maybe because of these ads. Maybe. Maybe not. Tell them some good stuff about Nitrogen. Nitrogen Sports, they do poker online. They do casino games. They do sports betting. It's all Bitcoin-based, which is great for many reasons, but the best reason is because you get your money in fast, you get your money out fast. 90 minutes from the time you decide to withdraw till it's in your wallet. That's amazing. That's faster than anyone else by like days. It's a damn fine thing, isn't it? And of course, there's our famous monthly poker guys tournament, which everyone knows about. Thousand buy-ins guaranteed. Cap the player pool at 300. There's always seven to 800 buy-ins just in the pool. They guarantee 100 millibits, which these days is something like $5,000 every month. You have to use the link in our description of this podcast. When you sign up, got to use the link. Got to use the link. You can also sports bet. You can also play some casino games. It's good for us. It's good for you. It's good for them. Everybody wins. It's good for the planet. Yeah, you're, you're, it's an eco-friendly decision. Sure. Because this way you're not getting in a car and driving to, to a casino. Yeah, I imagine that if you were not playing on nitrogen sports, you would just be driving a semi-truck in a circle. Yeah, your carbon footprint would be yeah. significant. Yeah. And right now you're doing great. Good job. Yeah, we're really proud of you. Good job, uh, Jake. I'm going to go with Jake. Everyone's name is Jake now? At least a few people listening are named Jake, and they think I know who they are. Well, now they don't. You've ruined it. Well, the one Jake who I am talking about knows. Well, does he know? No, I don't know. Any- 
So yeah, like I don't know why you just blew the illusion. You're like you're like the wizard in the Wizard of Oz. Okay, I'm not actually. So you just ran out from the curtain without anyone, you know, without any provocation. If your name is Jake and you're listening, I don't actually know you. But if your name is Bob and you're listening, I do know you. Yes, and I am talking about you, Bob. Bob, the person that you are. Yeah, and also all the rest of you. We're talking about you. Yeah, collectively as one. When we say Bob, we mean all of you. You are all Bob now. His name was Bob McKenzie. (laughs) He's <laughs> just like doing a bad fight club quote. Yeah. What, what was the guy's name? Robert Paulson. Oh yeah. His name was Robert Paulson. Yeah. <laughs> His name was Robert Paulson. His okay. Name was Robert Paulson. 9K in the pot. Yeah. Johnson has made a mathematically questionable call in the turn with the six high. Four six. But he is rewarded with the seven of hearts. He makes oh, the nuts. Perfect. Cod. What a cod. <laughs> so sad. Are you like an old guy at the end of the bar smoking a cigarette? Just like unsolicited comment. <laughs> you see two guys playing playing some sort of card game over our table, like four, 40 feet away, and you're like, ah, ah, it's a perfect card. I'm reminded nice of nice one, kid. <laughs> the first time they did the uh, the World Series in, uh, I think it was actually in the Rio, where they did it like in the Penn and Teller Stadium or whatever, and they had like this huge crowd watching. Was that the Dennis Phillips year? I think it was. When he had like 300 people that he flew out. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the first time. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, but I remember the first time, whenever it was, there was a flop where it was like ace, 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 and the crowd went bananas. <laughs> they had no idea what anyone had. It was just like raise the call pre-flop, ace, 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 and the crowd just like lost their mind like they saw, you know, like... A grand slam. It's like, it's just three cards. It's, you were going to see three cards. Yeah, and it's you very, don't know the impact of them. It's very stupid. Yeah. I, al- I always found it in the WPT where they always had the audience at the final tables. Mm-hmm. I always found it so stupid that the audience would like cheer whenever any player made an action. You know, yeah. like, and he raises and the whole audience is like, yeah, yep. he raised, <laughs> he raised. Yeah. Like, you don't know what the cards are. It's like, wait till, the, wait till someone gets pushed a pot. Then you can cheer. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, whatever people are going to, they're drunk. They're having a good time. They're yeah. Those, very drunk. Those are plants, right? Except for the family members of the audience. I'm not sure how many of them are. I'm sure some of them are getting paid. Yeah. But I don't know how many, uh, quite frankly, it's, I mean, when we're at the world series and there's a final table, like there's often a lot of people there depending on the final. Table, it depends. The final table I made, there was like five people there. No, no. For at times there was a bunch and at times there weren't. Okay. I mean, a bunch, there were probably like 30 people at times. And then other times there were more like, yeah, like 10 or something. It was, yeah. It was an untelevised event. That's probably something to yeah. do with it. But like I saw, when I saw my friend, Matt Matros mm-hmm. play at a final table, also untelevised, but at the world series, the entire place was full. It was really interesting. Now, maybe there were some name players. It there might be an error dependent thing. Yeah, it might be. I don't think there really were name players either. Anyway, whatever. Who cares? This is not interesting. Not at all. All right. So, Rivers the Seven of Hearts. Johnson makes the nuts with 6-4. Nuts. Ace-5-3. Jack-7. The diamond draw misses. Yes. Blomstein's going to go ahead and check. What Absolutely. Do th- what do you think? Why? Oh. Oh. Um, I guess he's just giving up. He's like, okay, I'm done. You know, you're you're holding on with your ace. Once I bet the turn and you don't fold, means you don't just have like a weak pair. You've got like ace eight or something. Like if you hold on with a five, congratulations, you get to win. Yeah, like that's. I don't believe you have a five very often. So I hope you don't have diamonds because that would be annoying. Yeah. Johnson obviously going to go for value. Well, yeah. He goes for big value. He bets fourteen thousand five hundred. Discuss. Okay, there's something I love about this and something I don't love about. Oh, it. I'd love to hear both of them. Well, the thing I love. 
Grant. Mm-hmm. This is a polarizing bet. That it is true. And there are hands that really make sense for Sin to have that were misses here, i.e. diamonds. Diamonds are the thing, yeah. Diamonds are the very obvious thing. Yeah. He could also have a hand like 5-4 and decide he has to bluff it on the river. Mm-hmm. If, he, if he actually held on on the turn. I'm not sure if he would have called on the turn, but he might have with 5-4, right? Maybe. Or he's a straight draw also. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but so I like it where he's saying, like, either I've got, like, aces up or better, or I miss my diamonds, right? Yeah. And aces up isn't going to be a hand that he's going to have very often for, like, he's going to three-bet that sometimes mm-hmm. pre. It's going to raise it on the flop. Or the turn, yeah. unless he actually just got there on the river with a seven, which is possible, of course. Yeah. But, like, he doesn't have that many, doesn't have that many strong combinations of value. Yep. So that's pretty cool. Now, the thing I don't like about it is not only the bet size in general, but also, not that this would come up often anyway, but, like, considering how much Sin has left, it looks a little stronger, and you certainly aren't going to, like, how much does he have left after this? Like, uh, it's actually Blumstein. Oh, sorry, the effective stack. Blumstein has 26K. Right, so he's spending more than half of Blumstein's stack. So, like, now we have the nuts, so I guess we just don't care, right? But, like, Blumstein can never make a play. Right, there's no there's no play to be made. Like if we had a, we were 100k deep, Blumstein might like have a blocker. Like Brink Kenny, if he had a blocker, would make a play sometimes, mm-hmm. right? But like we we're I guess he's just too short, so we don't, we can't worry. If we bet 9k, it's it's hard. He could make a play, but it's tough. We want to make we, the polarizing bet is good. I like the polarizing bet. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah, it seems right. It's tough to put Blumstein on a super strong hand when he checks. He has like a lot of like medium aces, right? Yeah. And we're he's like, going to have to call with some of them because he did check. I think he absolutely has to call when the diamonds miss, and what are we supposed to have anyway? Right. Well, Blumstein doesn't have that. He has Queen Deuce. Yeah. And he moves in. Yeah. Obviously, he gets snap called. Johnson has the nuts. Of course. But let's talk about this. This is cool. This is the type of thing that we love to see on the breakdown. So we, cool. we always are, are thirsting for this play. <laughs> this is the play. Yeah. I have less than double the bet, the polarizing bet on the river, and I'm check raising all in as a bluff. Now, sometimes you're going to be against the nuts and it's not going to work out. Of course. Yeah. But just the check raise all in for less than twice the bet on the river as a bluff, something we just don't ever see. All right. What's going on here? Why is Blumstein doing this? And is this actually a good time for it? Why is Blumstein doing it? Let's start with that. He's putting Sin on diamonds and he was doing it just in case Queen High is no good. Yeah. Like you're losing to King High diamonds. You're losing to like weird pair. And some Queen High diamonds. Yeah. Also, yeah. Yeah, sometimes there's going to be diamonds with a that made a pair. Also, diamonds in a you know flush draw in a pair, which sure. he can fold out. Yeah. as well. Um, so that yeah, that makes sense. That's one reason why he's doing it. Right? Yeah. Um, other reasons he's doing it, he's not putting him on six four because he called the turn. Right. So now it's like six four diamonds only is the yeah. only six four that's out there. So he's like, you don't really ever have the nuts. Now problematic is we don't block the nuts at all. He blocks the flop straight, deuce four. Right. But that's it. Yep. It's possible that Sin could have juice four. I he mean, has three combos of that at least. Yeah. But um, maybe he has all of the remaining 15 combos. We might wonder if he's actually raising or calling that many. Yeah. He may not be calling with all 15 combos, like you know, just the suited ones, you know, pre-flop. And by 15, I mean 12, of course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I assume he's calling with all the suited ones. But the offsuit, he probably folds all the offsuit ones. Probably. Yeah. And we block it, of course, too, because we've got a deuce. So we're down to three. Three combos of deuce four, as you were saying originally. Yeah. And in theory, but really, yeah. And we feel like, I guess, six, four can't be there. So, so that's cool. So what are we targeting? We're trying to get him to fold what? Like, what's the bottom of Sin's range here? Ace is up, right? 
Maybe That's another two pair. Said. Maybe can okay. Can he have seven five suited? You'd think he'd fold on the turn. Yeah. Is the five the five of diamonds? Yes. Well, that's not great. Uh, is the ace the ace of diamonds? Yes. That's not great either. Um, Three seven of diamonds? Yeah, but no, he's got a, Oh, yeah, okay. Three seven of diamonds, exactly. Yeah. One combo. Okay, cool. We, I, we might be able to fold that out. And can we fold out aces up? I don't think so, but maybe. If we can't fold out aces up, we should not do this. Okay, we have to believe Sin is good enough to make that fold. He probably is. Yeah. It looks super strong. What does it look like we have when we do this? Ace, 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 ace? Yes, all seven aces. <laughs> I think it looks like we sometimes have 6-4. We have a little bit of 6-4, and we have like sets. Yeah, and probably deuce four also. Maybe we could have a hand like ace-jack, I guess, and check-raise all in on the river, too. Because, like, we're not too afraid. We're not putting him on a straight. Although, are we really doing this when when Sin bets one and a half times pot on the river? Are we really check-raising with two pair ever? I don't know if we are. Maybe not. Are we doing it with with a set when he bets this much? I think we have to be if we're doing it as a bluff sometimes. Yeah. Also, we're not so deep that it doesn't hurt us as much. Like, if we're 50K deep when we check-raise all in, it's way worse. We only have only that. We don't have that much more, right? We've got another, like, 10K back or something like that. So it's not as big a deal if he's got a straight, you know, and we check raise all in for value with the set, it's fine. We were, we, if we were going to bet he would have raised, we would have called it. Would, it doesn't matter. So, so maybe that's okay. So, okay, we should be doing this with sets too if we're doing this. Yeah. And what are our bluffs? I guess our bluffs are any deuce, any four, any six. I guess. That we decided to play like this. I guess. Not, I mean, I'm not sure this is the right time for this move. I don't think it is. I think, I think the reason Bumstein did it is because you can think of bluffs that Sin would have that are better than Queen Deuce. And... You don't put him on the straight because of the way he played the hand. Right. So you're thinking, I'm just going to fold out diamonds. They're going to snap fold. This is going to be great. And maybe I have a chance to fold out some two pair hands. Yep. And uh, sometimes I have the best hand when I do this. And I could have just called. But like, I don't really want to call with queen high where once in a while I'm going to get beaten in a dumb way by yeah. calling this polarizing bet where he's got king high and, he, and he's going to make a sad face and turn it over and I'm going to have to muck. And yeah. It's going to be the worst. Yeah. And all I had to do is move in. I don't want to be Giuseppe Pentaleo over here. I don't hate the move, and I have to say, even though I think it's probably the wrong time, I don't hate it because it's hard to come up with that much value for sin. It's like, like we said, it's like ace seven makes sense. Three seven of diamonds makes sense. And those hands might consider folding. I think they have to consider folding. Yeah. I don't know if they will fold. Ace seven might just feel like it has to call. So this is, um, this is kind of a point in favor of sin calling the turn with six four, right? Like Blumstein's doing this because he's not putting Sin on a hand like 6-4 because he called the turn. You just can't put him on that. Yeah. I don't see how you could. But if you gave him all 16 combos of 6-4... It changes the equation quite a bit. It makes it tougher, yeah. Yeah. Where, yeah, you're like, okay, he really has all the straights. He has the nuts here. Blumstein might be thinking, like, I have the nuts and he doesn't. This right. is the time to do it. Yeah. And I block even the second nuts right. a little bit, which is cool, the flop second nuts, which might play it slow. Yeah. Um, and... Diamonds make sense, and the polarizing bet even makes sense because he's trying to get me to fold like a medium ace here. Yep. Or a jack or something. Whatever. I guess I get it. It, it all comes it. down to the big bet on the turn that Sin called mathematically incorrectly, but it ended up being mathematically correct based on expected value. This may be a good play, even, even in its specific, yeah. even locally. Like, you know, even though we were saying, like, I don't know if this is the right time. Maybe it's fine. Maybe it is. I think I'm coming around on it. This is a really cool play to try. Yes. And by the way, from a metagame point of view, this is an extraordinarily great thing for Blumstein to do on TV. Right. 
Holy and, shit, what a great idea. If this, it doesn't work, who cares? And this may be relatively small stakes for the times that Blumstein is going to be on TV playing yeah. tournaments or cash games, so it's a time to, to put it in people's minds. I mean, whether he's on TV or not, you know, like yeah. in every game he plays and is the main event champ, you know, he probably gets to play in all these games all the time. A lot of people will see this and remember this play. Yeah. And so, like, how are they... Like, he can lose $26,000 on the river, and it, it probably more than pays for it. Like, many, many, many times over if it's... You know, because it's such a showy play. It is. It's really cool. Of course, it's extra showy for John Sin because he gets to turn over the nuts real quick. Yeah, that's easy. That's so easy for him. <laughs> Why can't he have a seven? We have, and like have to like really think about. Can I ever? Am I ever good? You yeah. Know? So I, that's what I would ask myself. Fight a seven. Could I ever ever be good here? I'm beating no value. Does he have bluffs? Does he have enough bluffs? So few players no have this play that Blumstein right. just made. I think you probably are supposed to fold a seven yeah. against almost everybody. Yeah, that's messed up, man. Sucks for Blumstein. The one thing you could decide is if you had a seven is do I ever have a better hand? Yeah. Because you may decide you can't have six four. Right. You know, and so you're like, well, this is kind of as good as it gets. Yeah, because like, ace jack like is almost always a three bet preflop. Yeah. Or a raise on the turn. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, cool hand. Really cool hand. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the crown. And gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it.